0: Hey, I'm Rocky Kanaka, and this is An Animal Save My Life, a podcast where we explore the many ways animals are capable of making a difference in our lives. Today, we're talking to PJ about his dog, a pit bull named Clove, and how they helped each other discover a new sense of purpose. Uh, my name
1: is PJ Regan. I've had Clove for about six and a half, almost seven years now, and it's, it's really, you know... The story of, of, of Clove and I, it's, it's a rescue story and it's, and it goes both ways. She rescued me and, you know, I, I also rescued her. She went through a lot of similar things that I went through. Um, a lot of same feelings, I should say. I have a long history of drug addiction dating back to when I was a teenager and, um, A lot of uncertainty in my life, a lot of disappointments, a lot of, you know, guilt holding on, a lot of uh, resentment and and a lot of personal abuse and whatnot that I did to myself that that was hard for me to get past and, and forgive myself for. I, I had many attempts at getting sober, and at, at periods there were there there were sometimes three, sometimes six years that I had put together. But there was always something missing—a self-discovery, and also at the same time, a component of accountability that I was always missing. You know, I did the twelve-step programs, I did the psychologists, the psychiatrists, the medications, and and nothing ever seemed to fit. I always found a love for dogs. I always found some kind of camaraderie that I had with. My canine brethren we always had a family dog and I look back at my childhood even and 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 I remember taking the dog sometimes you know in times of frustration because it got me out of myself but in my adult life you know things progressed every time I relapsed to the point of periods of homelessness living on the streets just really doing anything that I need to do to get the next fix
0: When he was 29, P.J. relapsed again.
1: This time, you know, it took me to a place mentally that I'd never been before, a really dark place. And one day I decided, you know, I need to get help. So I signed myself into a rehab, ended up staying there for 18 months. It was a therapeutic community. Ended up completing the program and they put me out. I was kind of out there by myself and kind of flailing around, you know, getting jobs every now and then, losing jobs every now and then. No real place to live. No real accountability in my life. It's funny because I wasn't really looking for a dog. <laughs> you know, in the midst of, of looking for a job and looking for another apartment to move into because at the time I was getting evicted from the current apartment because I couldn't afford it. I, I saw, I was scrolling through Facebook and... uh this dog popped up right in front of my face. And, and it, you know, I've seen a million dogs. I, I, I got involved with rescue, you know, through the vet that I worked at, at, you know, when I was in my 20s. But this wasn't like any other dog that I've ever seen. She just kind of, like, looked at me with these crazy, like, eyes and, 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 and pretty much kind of just looked through me and, and really looked into my soul. She was in a situation where she was actually being evicted from her foster situation. And I kind of was like, you know what? Me and this dog have something in common.
0: Tell me, or describe Clove for me. So Clove, I... <laughs> She can look like a statue. Okay.
1: But then at the same, on, on the other side of the coin, she's like, can also be a complete like gelatinous blob, <laughs> you know, laying on the couch. Uh, sounds like a pity. <laughs> she's like a, she's like, she's got a color that I've never really seen. I I've, I think I've only seen it once on another pit bull. Um, it's like a blue brindle. She's got like that blue grayish color. Okay but lines of like almost tiger stripes of like a blonde. Wow. Very strange color scheme there to, to try to describe. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty dog. Yeah. She's, she's
0: got this just, I mean, these eyes that just look right through you. The homeowners association where Clove was living found out that Clove was a pit bull and they said she had to be out within a week. PJ arranged a meeting with Clove through Roughhouse Rescue, the Long Island-based dog rescue responsible for Clove.
1: And, you know, the first meeting went over pretty
0: horribly. <laughs> oh no! Well, okay, wait. Yeah. So, uh, walk me through that. What What happened? So
1: basically, in the description of her, it did say that she did have a history of abuse, possibly dog fighting, um, because she was rounded up with a with a whole group of dogs on a property down in Georgia. Okay. So, you know, she's been through a lot. What I ended up doing, you know, I I met up with the, with her foster, who I still keep in touch with. She, um, let me in and all of a sudden I see this dog look at me from down the stairs and then bolt in the kitchen. (laughs) And I was like, Oh God, this is, you know, I wasn't really prepared for, you know, that kind of response. Right. So So we, she she was a bit apprehensive, very apprehensive, you know, I think very apprehensive you know, I sat on down on the couch and I was just talking to her foster mom at the time. And she eventually came over, would not even look... She wouldn't look at me in the eye. I mean, not, I mean, no eye contact whatsoever. She basically laid down, belly up, and let me, like, touch her leg a little bit. And that was it. In any normal situation, if somebody was going to meet a dog, obviously this would be like, oh, well, I guess the dog isn't a good fit for me. Right. I, on the other hand completely thought the opposite I was like you know what this is exactly what I need this is this is like a project like this is like this is like a huge undertaking like how cool would it be if I got this dog to trust me and not only trust me but also become my companion I mean really at the time I still didn't have a job and I still didn't have a dog friendly apartment
0: In the end, PJ was able to rent a tiny space, basically a porch. But the good thing is it had two things that he needed the most. It was cheap, and his roommates were okay with the pit bull.
1: I move into the apartment. I sleep one night there. The next day, I get a phone call from Diane at Rough House Rescue. Okay. She said, can you take clove? Do you have an apartment? I said, I literally just moved into a dog-friendly apartment yesterday. She said, great. I said, I will pick her up tonight. I come rolling up. I got, a, I got a car that I bought. The door was actually bungee closed. You know, I've got, I got a beard. I got tattoos, you know. I mean, yeah. you know, it, I, it, I, I kind of just rolled out of bed and got in the car <laughs> and, le- and left. Right. So I packed her up into the back of my Jeep. <laughs> I remember pulling out of, of the, the driveway and getting on to the expressway. And Clove was in the back seat just kinda just staring at the back of my head like, you know, what's what the heck is going on right now? Right. You know, I've changed hands three times in the last month. And I remember turning around. I remember turning around and I said, This is it. This is it. And I had absolutely no idea what it was, but this was the beginning of a journey for the two of us that would springboard our
0: lives to a completely whole new level. Now, PJ and Clove had never really had a chance to spend much time in nature. But what they were about to discover is spending time in nature could change their lives.
1: Next day, I drove over to the dog park. I was like, you're... You're gonna get socialized. Like you're, let's see how you do out there. And she kind of just started running about a little bit and sniffing around. And what I noticed in that moment was she would run off a little bit, but then she'd come back to me.
0: Okay.
1: And she would look at me, run run off a little bit, come back to me. And that was, I think, where that bond started growing. And um, I took her outside of the dog park, you know, on leash. And I took her for a walk in the actual, like, park area. And that's when I saw her come alive. You know, she was rolling in the grass, you know. She was she was bounding forward and, 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 and sniffing and, and, you know, trying to run with me. And this was a dog that I, I, I didn't really expect this out of, right? And she was like my good luck charm because the next day after that day at the park, I ended up getting a job offer. Wow. Um, that's great. Yeah. So, like, within a week, I had an apartment, a dog, and a job. I had Clo for, let's see, probably about, about a year and a half, two years, and... You know, it's it's nice to get out in nature and just hike. You know, the same trails, the same old familiar trails. You know, it's 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 there's something to it. Right. At at one point, you know, I I noticed that we started to get a little bored. I should say. I had been going through a little bit of a breakup at the time, and you know, things were getting a little stagnant in my life. And any addict knows, any recovering addict knows, I should say, that if you're not moving forward. Uh, Something's got to change. There's the old phrase, move a muscle, change a thought. And that's exactly what we did. One day we ended up, actually it was my birthday, it was was my 34th birthday, ended up driving north, just north from, from Long Island, outside of the city, and ended up in the corner of Connecticut, Massachusetts, and New York where the states
0: meet. Okay. And Clove uh, is with you now. At this point,
1: Clove is with me. Clove is with me. I mean, a side note: I, I've had Clove for almost seven years now. We have never gone 24 hours without each other. To this day, that she's just she had you know she's she's been my
0: sidekick this entire time. Together, PJ and Clove started to discover the beauty of the state where they'd spent their entire lives. This, this brought a whole new thing, like a
1: whole, this, all this scenery, these new, these different looking trees, these rivers, these waterfalls, these, these mountains, like these mountains, like I want to climb these mountains. So that's exactly what we did. The following weekend after we had driven up north for the first time, we climbed our first mountain together and totally unprepared for it. I've got like, it's winter okay. by the way, and I've got... I'm like dressed for Everest basically like I'm, I'm I'm wearing like but not like how you should dress for Everest I'm wearing like six cotton layers of everything which is ho- horrible like <laughs> okay and I'm huffing and puffing Cloves like by my side she's huffing and puffing like you know we're the, the name of the mountain is Schoonamunk Mountain and it's in the Hudson Valley it's actually a very small mountain and um it, it was it was a real struggle getting to the top. You know, I, I listen. I I was a, I was a smoker for eighteen years. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I did so much abuse to my body in the in the throes of addiction. You know, I'm surprised I'm still standing, hmm. but I was able. We got to the top. When we got to the top, we looked out, and it was like, wow, you could see the whole Hudson Valley, Hudson River. You could see the mountains on the other side of the Hudson River. It was amazing. There was no—I mean, we were the only ones in the whole park, and 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 we were standing on top of that mountain. You know, I—I I gave her a little kiss on the head, which is what I always do. You know, good job, buddy. It was just this freeing sense. It was this brand new feeling at 34 years old. You know, you know, thinking about how many years of my life—not not that I waste because I don't regret anything that I've been through and any of the choices that I made in life, but. Because I wouldn't be the person I am today without without those choices. But you know, how many years of my life did I spend so isolated and 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 shielded from from the world, and, and living such a sheltered life? You know, locking myself in a basement apartment for weeks on end, only leaving to meet a drug dealer or or walk up to the gas station to get a beer or something like that. I'd had this fear of leaving the house and 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 showing myself to the real world and here we are standing on this mountain just celebrating life and everything that clove had been through the neglect and the abuse that she had been through and you know the all the different animal control that she had stayed in and and kennels that she'd been through and how many times she's changed hands you know finally she's home
0: You have continued hiking at uh, even more difficult hikes. How how did you build up to those more difficult hikes?
1: So you know, we started small. You know, we weren't climbing you know big mountains right from the get go. It was just this. It was a, this progression of getting towards that. It was it was learning what kind of gear you know to wear in different situations. It was learning how to handle certain obstacles on trail, and and we were learning everything together, which was the cool thing. You know, I never did a hike without her. It was kind of cool to see Clove look at like a huge ledge that she has to get up on and just study it for a minute and then hop right up on it.
0: The pictures I'm seeing, you guys are, you're climbing mountains and, and you're taking cover because these, there's hail followed by a rainbow. I think there was even a climb that I saw you do where there uh, there was a, what, a mountain goat or... Oh, Yeah. Or, <laughs> she, met, she met a, fr- a little friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd say a, a big friend com- in comparison.
1: So we, we did a solo trip of, of just Clove and I three summers ago out to Colorado. Because it was like, all right, you know what? I think we're ready for like some really big mountains. Like some, you know, 14,000 footers. Right. So we drove out there and we ended up meeting mountain goats for the first time. <laughs> Which kind of confused both of us. Yeah. We got to see a lot of things that we'd never seen before.
0: Got to, we got caught in a few hailstorms. One day they were on top of Mount Elbert. Now that's the tallest mountain in the country where dogs are allowed.:
1: We're up there taking pictures with a bunch of people. oh, this is great, we're eating some snacks, you know, Clove is just kind of resting and you know because we had a, you know a little bit of a hike down, and suddenly this it starts snowing, and then it starts hailing. And then I start hearing this crackling noise and like this bing, like a like almost like a like an electrical charge. And uh, everybody on the summit was like, Get off the summit! People were leaving backpacks, hiking poles, just running off. And the hair on Clove's head was actually standing up. Basically lightning's about to strike. Oh wow. So I grabbed her and just just booked. I mean, like, I don't think I've ever run, ran faster in my life. I was legitimately scared for our lives and I, we, yeah. we ended up hunkering down in this, like, rock bunker and uh, just waited it out. Two minutes later, blue skies and then oh. we, had the, we had the whole summit to ourselves Well everybody else left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they all left, right. Um, what, what, an ex- what a thing, all these things to experience with your dog. I mean, yeah. When you guys are hiking together, who leads, who follows... I'd say 80% of the time she's up front she's leading
1: she'll be about maybe like 50 yards ahead of me as as long as she's within view she will not leave my sight she will not leave my sight she always makes sure that she can that she can see me and I can see her if she has her doubts on like say like a rock scramble or like a ledge or a cliff or something that we have to climb up she'll stop and then she'll just kind of wait like what's your next move and she'll follow my footsteps to figure out which way she should be stepping. Hmm. Smart enough. So she's very observant and then if she needs help I'll help her, you know. But I think most of the time she doesn't want help.
0: <laughs> she wants to do it <laughs> on her own. She's an
1: independent woman. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: that's, that's great. So, so it's kind of like guys a truly work together to
1: hide. Yeah, you know, like we we just go back and forth. It's it's we don't even have to say anything to each other. Just kind of yeah. Can do it. Clove has been an integral part in serving as an ambassador for shelter dogs that need exercise and need that outdoor positive activity. You know, we've done all this hiking together. We've hiked, you know, I think twenty-three states at this point, and we started thinking would it be cool to take some shelter dogs out on hikes? So that's what we ended up doing. We bring these dogs that have never been out on trails ever in their lives. And, and a lot of them are victims of abuse and neglect and don't show well in the shelters. And we bring them out on the trails and Clove kind of just shows them like, just follow me, show you the way. We actually, created a movement that's it's called Shelter to trails people at this point are doing it all across the country
0: you know at the at the beginning of this story it, you were sharing with me how you could barely leave the house you could barely get out and now you do more in a week than a lot of us do in a month to six months so you're obviously very motivated and the pivotal point was clove is there is there a secret to that is is she your daily motivator
1: had I not had clove as as that confidant as that that comrade, as that that shoulder, or should I say big blockhead to cry on at times, I don't know i I, 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 I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd be sober today, you know, especially in the beginning, because I was very vulnerable. We both came from the same spot like i said you know before like we, we, our lives kind of mirrored each other before we met and our beginnings kind of mirrored each other and and we've 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 really worked as a team to build better versions of ourselves her she was very timid i was also you know i lacked a lot of confidence you know when you're coming off of drugs even if you've had a you know some clean time together there are always doubts there about your future Also a lot of guilt about your past. And that's what was kind of like a thorn in my side when it came to my self-esteem and moving forward in my life. And on the same token, you had Clove, who had endured an amount of neglect and and abuse that, I mean, I couldn't even compare what, what I've been through in life to what she's been through in life. We've come a long way from that. And our bodies got stronger, but at the same time, our minds got stronger. You know, I think at the end of the day, she really taught me how to live in the moment.
0: PJ, if you could talk to Clove and she could understand 100% of what you said, what would you tell her?
1: I'd tell her thank you. I'd tell her how much I love her and how she's just you know how, how much she's done for me in my life because i gotta be honest you know before clove came along i didn't really know what was going to happen in my life i didn't know she's completely altered the entire trajectory of my life and i truly believe that i owe all of that to her and i'd love to let her know that
0: what do you think she would tell you <laughs> i don't know
1: Dad, stop crying. <laughs> I, I, I think that maybe she would possibly say the same to me.
0: You can follow PJ and Clove on Instagram at The Bull Hikes. And if you want to learn more about how to help shelter dogs get out and experience nature, then look up Shelter to Trails on Instagram or Facebook. And hey, keep listening to An Animal Saved My Life for more stories on life altering relationships with animals.